0: host Crystal.
1: And I'm your other co host Robert, and this is Reenacted, an Unsolved Mysteries podcast.
0: And we're bringing you the uh, extraterrestrial life mini-sode today. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, mostly because uh, I didn't want to talk about our actual episode of Unsolved Mysteries, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh,
1: I didn't find I, I, it very compelling. <laughs> I like how you just fessed up to that before I could, you know, betray your trust and tell the entire audience that's the reason.
0: We're going to have a 25-minute to 30-minute mini sound where we attack each other's beliefs and thoughts on, uh, what are we going to talk about, life on other planets or whether aliens have visited or just all of it? Are we covering all of that right now?
1: Yeah, I, I I don't think we necessarily specified a, like... Life on other planets, if aliens had to exist. I think when I threw this pitch out to you, I mostly just said, you know, is there life out in the, the universe besides us? And uh, uh, unfortunately, my, the I, well, I was more interested in the idea that I'd be eating two bags of tortilla chips while recording this mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. But since I already ate those, I guess we'll be going in dry um, whatever.
0: well, you'll be going in dry because I'm two-thirds of the way through a margarita.
1: Oh, you bitch.
0: <laughs> Why? Because you wish you had a margarita? So, I just know that I like margs a whole bunch. I'll tell you what I made mine with. I'm going to give our listeners the recipe, so I'll write it down. Um, I made mine with uh, two parts mezcal, which is uh, it's a... It's like tequila's older brother. Okay. Uh, Two parts mezcal. One part Grand Marnier, because I'm fancy. Mm. Um, Sounds fancy. I made mine with organic margarita mix, so it's two parts margarita mix. And Mm. then I add ice. So I don't put the ice in first, put in the ice after, and then I stir it up. And then um, I pour like club soda or you know sparkling water, just like a splash of that to give it a little fizziness. And so yeah. that's that's what I'm working with tonight. And Robbie, I wanted to ask you.
1: Yes. What my favorite cocktail is? No, I was going to uh, ask because I think what, if you add,
0: <laughs> please uh, explain what your favorite cocktail is. I wasn't expecting an answer.
1: Cranberry grape juice combined with Sprite.
0: Okay, so that's that's what we would call like more of a mocktail.
1: A mocktail. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, now you can ask me your real question.
0: That <laughs> was going to be my real question. What's your favorite mocktail? Like, if you were going to go to a bar, if we were if we were going to a bar as we have in the past, and and you're you're uh, famously a teetotaler. Yeah. <laughs> what what would you ask for?
1: Oh. I'm sorry, I guess I preemptively yeah, answered kind of your question. Of
0: so, uh, cranberry grape
1: juice combined with Sprite.
0: Yeah. Um okay. Well, should we talk about Robbie, do you think there's do you think there's life out there?
1: <sighs> oh You know, I have to believe that there's got to be something other than us out there in the entire universe. And I know, like, I understand that the universe is, like, you know, just filled with, like, a lot of space rocks and gas giant planets. But in a place as big as the universe, I'd have to say that, like, you know, as exceptionally rare as our planet is, there's gotta be other places like it. And I think, I, I, I think just, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning that there's life out there. I don't necessarily think it consists, you know, that life consists of like dudes who are about three feet, 10 inches tall, gray skin and gigantic black eyes. Um, But yeah, I'm weighing down that if I, if I had to put money down on it, I'd Mm -hmm. say there's life out there.
0: Do you think that life has been in contact with our planet?
1: Um, I don't think so. I mean, you know, regarding all this alien stuff, like, you know, the UFOs and alien visitation and whatnot, I just... I'm not convinced by any of that.
0: I, you thought we were going to have an argument, but no, we're just going to probably end up agreeing with each other. Uh,
1: well, <laughs> no, because I thought like we we once had a conversation where you like, like, expressed the sentiment that like once we really begin traveling through the universe, you know, assuming we survive that long, that like we are just going to find it was a big empty place and we're all alone.
0: Well. Well, we Okay, hold on. I didn't oh. ask the question correctly.
1: Oh, okay. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> do you think there is intelligent life in the universe?
1: Oh, I see what you're going with there. Um, you know, um, yes, I do.
0: What, like, in your mind, like, what sci-fi series, book, or show, or movie, what do you think gets it, like, what <laughs> do you imagine, it if, mo- yeah, gets it the most right, like, in your mind, when you think about intelligent oh. life out there in the universe, what do you picture?
1: Oh, God, that's a, that's a great, great throw out. Um, it, it it's, it's, it's nothing like what we see in anything, whether it's Star, Star Wars, or star trek or 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 anything along those lines uh what would be the the, the best median um uh oh shit i broke robbie
0: uh i broke him I'm malfunctioning g- are, I, answer this question are you an uh, alien
1: uh, 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 not to my knowledge.
0: Okay. Um, so I'll, th- I can throw out some options.
1: Yes. Throw out some I, like, options. you want to like pick
0: from three, what you think might be the best representation. Um, okay. So then there's, there's the aliens from Arrival, which are okay. like, like squid things.
1: Oh, right. Right. Okay. But they
0: have like, they have, uh, kind of a written language. And they yeah. make, they make noises, okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. There's the aliens from Contact, which communicate basically through math. Right. And you never really see their true form because yeah, like the human brain isn't like ready for that. So it's it's Jodie Foster's dad. Yeah. Okay?
1: Um, <laughs> as played by that one guy. As played, um, yeah,
0: Tom's as played by Tom Scarrett not Jodie Foster's actual dad, who's like, isn't he like Ryan? So he's another actor, so not him. Jodie Foster's dad, as played by Tom Skerritt, because the human mind does not cannot conceive of I, their true form. Or, I thought Tom.
1: I thought Tom Skerritt was the guy who got picked to go before her. Um, no, like,
0: you're right. Well, who yeah.
1: Was, the, yeah, yeah, because because no, like the guy who played played her dad was like he 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 was one of those you know that guy. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking it up right now.
1: I'm looking it up
0: too.
1: No, I'm gonna look but... at it up faster. You <laughs> you do not look it up faster than me. Uh, um, oh, is it David Morse?
0: I think it's David Morse. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um,
0: it's he's a total that guy. What else has David Morse been in?
1: Uh, While
0: I'm here,
1: he was uh, he was in the Green Mile. Uh
0: huh.
1: I, I guess he probably just played like what a prison guard in that or something. Uh-huh. He was oh Twelve Monkeys. He turned he, he was the guy who turned out to be the one who actually released the plague in Twelve Monkeys. Oh shit! Oh yeah, and he played George Washington in the John Adams miniseries HBO made. Um, and then you know he's just. You know he's, he's he's in a lot of stuff. You know
0: he's he's just yeah. He's a like, total he's a total that guy.
1: Yeah, he's totally uh, that guy.
0: Okay, so it's so your other option is <laughs> Jodie Foster's dad is played by David Morse in the movie Contact. Okay. The first option, if you need a reminder at this point, was the squid aliens from Arrival.
1: Arrival. Yeah.
0: And then option C is, um,
1: Chewbacca's.
0: Uh, uh,
1: Oh, God, I do a horrible Chewbacca.
0: Was that a Chewbacca impression? I thought maybe you hurt yourself. (laughs)
1: Uh, Only my pride. Um, Yeah, I, well, you know, and I, I have a feeling that Chewbacca, we can say in a way is sort of shorthand for, um how many sci-fi series depict aliens. I mean, like they're just like a, like they're, they're, whether it's Star Trek or Star Wars, Stargate. I mean, it's mostly just a collection of like bipedal aliens that, you know, two arms, two legs, uh, sort of, you know, they're, they're, they're in many ways, they're more similar than they are different. Uh, And so I I, I don't I don't think that any life we're going to see is going to be that close to resembling us.
0: So Uh, you think you think uh, I'm sorry, I forgot what Chewbacca was. He's a Wookiee.
1: A Wookiee. Yeah, it's not
0: just a Chewbacca. Um, So you think that's too close to human to that? That can't be right. So we're eliminating Chewbacca's.
1: Right. Yeah. I, okay. I mean. Yeah. And uh, you know, obviously, Wookiees are, are are different from humans. But I mean, like every just about every other alien species in the Star Wars universe, they're all like what between four to seven feet tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're walking around on two way two legs, two arms, head, you know, two eye. Well, as, with the eye, Star Wars starts to get freaky. But um, yeah, like that or any sci- other sci-fi series, I don't think like. You know, my I've always you know my suspicion is that like okay, you got this planet somewhere else on the other side of the galaxy. Uh, you know, whatever evolves out of there that becomes intelligent life, it's not gonna like, maybe maybe it'll have three legs, maybe it'll be a quadruped, maybe it will you know, have wings. Uh, I I, or you know the the lingering like. Vestigio of of wings or something. I don't think it's gonna. Yeah. So then we go to the contact alien thing, uh, which is obviously a alien species that's you know super significantly more advanced than we are. Um, And you know, with betraying (laughs) and being Jodie Foster's father, you know that like you know our brain just can't handle what they look like yet or or so forth. Um I don't know that that also to me doesn't quite ring true because it's like okay there it's this like super advanced alien species that's like you know I mean and, and you know they're super benevolent and you know they just want to guide humanity dah, 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 along and uh, yeah I, I I I I don't quite see it being that way either um so I'm thinking I would actually go with the first option, which is the aliens from Arrival. Because, um, you know, they're like these, what, like sort of squid looking like things, right? With mm-hmm. the tentacles yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're they're an intelligent species, and they don't resemble us in any way. They're not bipedal, walking around dudes. they They, they are... They clearly evolved on some other planet from some other, you know, track of of life forms.
0: Life forms. You tiny little life forms. You precious little life forms. Where are you?
1: And, uh, by the way, I really liked the movie Arrival, too. Um, it was really neat, you know, with the, the language stuff. And I also liked. I, I got a lot of amusement when, like, uh, a- Amy Adams is the star, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, when she asked them, like, "Why are you trying to help us?" and like because of the, you know, how their thing works and they they can see into the future, and their their responses, like, you know, the, the 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 like, you know, the 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 super self interested of. Interested response of because in three thousand years we're going to need your help. <laughs> I, I always got a kick out of that. But yeah, uh, Arrival would be my pick. That that if we run into aliens, that's what it's going to be like. It's not going to be. It's going to be squid you know,
0: monsters.
1: Yeah. Okay. Or, or or you know like something that just is totally not looking like us.
0: Um. I am looking at the Wikipedia page right now for SETI, uh, S-E-T-I, which is, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, it's the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, SETI. I am
1: opening my packet of Mott's Tropical Fruit Snacks that I found on my desk.
0: Very good. Um, So SETI is a collective term for scientific searches for intelligent extraterrestrial life. Um, for example, monitoring electromagnetic, electromagnetic. Yep, I can read. Monitoring <laughs> electromagnetic radiation for signs for transmissions from civilizations on other planets. Um, so I would recommend if you're interested in this stuff, doing some research on SETI. Um, and you know, it's been going on basically since there's been radio signals that we can mm-hmm. broadcast outside our own atmosphere. Um, but the thing that I wanted to talk about. Right before, and and it's related to the question that I was asking earlier. Um, Do you think intelligent life is out there? And do you think extraterrestrial life has visited this planet? Well, there's something called the Fermi Paradox. And Fermi basically, Enrico Fermi uh, basically said, you know, this is almost 70 years ago now. That if there's advanced civilizations uh, and they're common out in the universe, they should be detectable in one way or another. So uh, basically he asks, where are they and where is everybody in the universe? So um, there's a couple of explanations for the Fermi Paradox, um, which is... It, it's asking why extraterrestrials have not visited Earth, but it's also like, why haven't we heard from anyone? Um, mm-hmm. And and so I'll, I'll read to you from from the Wikipedia page of what the paradox actually is. And it says, the size and age of the universe incline us to believe that many technologically advanced civilizations must exist. However, this belief seems logically inconsistent with our lack of observational evidence to support it. Either one, the initial assumption is incorrect and technologically advanced intelligent life is much rarer than we believe. Or two, our current observations are incomplete and we simply have not detected them yet. Or three, our search methodologies are flawed, and we are not searching for the correct indicators. Um, so, in in this great like uprising of science fiction and speculation that was going on in the fifties and sixties, following this um, line of questioning, people started you know speculating on well, what would it look like if we could detect it? And mm. one of the older ideas is something called a Dyson sphere. Yeah, I, re-
1: uh, I remember that star, uh, star Trek episode.
0: Right, and so a Dyson sphere, as uh, some guy Dyson speculated, that a very advanced civilization would be harnessing the power of the star of its solar system completely to provide energy for the civilization. So, So a Dyson sphere would basically encapsulate an entire star. Like, if you think about it, just an enormous bunch of solar panels going around our sun and the reason we would be able to detect a civilization is because there would basically be like a giant black spot where a star would be or something mm. giving off energy that wasn't a star in okay. that area so that's my understanding of it but it was it was one of these really fantastical like like things coming out of the 50s trying to describe how would we know if anyone was out there
1: I don't know. I, I see the alien government, someone, like, coming up to them with, like, hey, let's let's build, a, you know, this thing that goes completely around the sun. And they're, and they're like, looking at the costs and, like, uh... uh we'll kick this down the road.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> Sorry, that's just... Yeah, the, I mean,
0: but I think that's a very, like... I wouldn't even say that's a very human way of thinking. I think that's a very capitalistic way of thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it sounds super expensive (laughs) to do that. Right. Uh, So then there's another idea under the Fermi paradox that um, since galactic societies are most likely only transitory, an obvious solution is an interstellar communications network or a type of library consisting mostly of automated systems um Hmm. so they would store the cumulative knowledge of vanished civilizations and communicate that knowledge through the galaxy uh
1: like they're they're like they're putting it like on a vessel and sending it off or is it like they're just transmitting the entire
0: well so someone else calls it the interstellar internet which i think is dumb (laughs) <laughs> but, the, but the hypothesis is that communications between server, servers, so these relay points, are more, mostly through narrow band, highly directional radio, or laser links. So it wouldn't just be a wide broadcast like the way our radio waves go out. It would be like directional radio. Oh, okay. Or laser links. Um, yeah. And then intercept, and intercepting those signals would be very difficult, obviously. Um. So, there's that idea. Um, And, of course, Wikipedia introduced us to the significant problem is the vastness of space. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that seems to be an issue.
1: Right, right.
0: Uh, It's just real big. Just real big out there. Um, It is. So, I, you know, I, I think... There's another hip- hypothesis, and I'm not going to remember what it's called. But it's the idea that any advanced civilization, before it can reach the point where it starts contacting other advanced civilizations, so before the point it can develop technology to reach out and leave orbit and continue like for many light years into space, mm-hmm. um, that, it, that advanced civilizations... Um, inherently are self-destructive. So when any civilization gets to the point where it could perhaps use its technology and resources to leave its planet and go out into space and start making contact, they just, they blow themselves up or there's a famine or something. Like overpopulation has been inherently self-destruct and that's why it's all, and it would be impossible For us to know if there was another advanced civilization either because it hasn't it hasn't come to pass yet or they already blew themselves up
1: may i guess what what i think you think believe or or, or, i mean which option you think is the uh the the one
0: sure i haven't listed any of them that i think are true but, but go ahead
1: oh wow dang I well, I thought you just finished listing all of them, right? No, I
0: was I was just talking about the the Fermi paradox, which is why why haven't we heard from anyone?
1: Oh, okay, and uh, ne- never mind. Continue.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> excuse me. Uh, no, I'm. I mean, you can go ahead and guess.
1: Well, I was gonna <gasps> go with uh uh that that one where uh, everyone uh, destroys themselves.
0: I actually no, I I think my logic follows something. A a little bit. Um, I don't. I think part of the Fermi paradox is correct. That part. That part of it speculates that it's there aren't really any civilizations out there. That intelligent quote unquote intelligent life is very rare, Mm -hmm. and that it for whatever reason has occurred uh, here on Earth.
1: Allegedly.
0: Allegedly. So I think maybe there's like a smattering of Earths. Okay. Um, if maybe if maybe I definitely think there's life on other planets. I think I think that it would be it would be crazy to not think there's at least like single celled organisms <laughs> existing in a puddle somewhere. At some point. All right. Uh, I definitely think there's life on other planets. I think there's probably life uh, on other planets in our solar system. But intelligent life has to meet a lot of criteria, and I. I kind of assume that we're alone in that one.
1: Interesting.
0: And, and my reasoning has to do with our distance from the big bang. So, Uh, which is to say like, we, we might have been, um, far enough away from it and like time to, and, and and meeting the right conditions to have intelligent life. You know, the earth is what, like 4.6 billion years old. Right. It's what, yeah. Yeah. So, like, but maybe there's a planet that's a little closer to the Big Bang that's only 3.6 billion years old, and maybe the conditions will arise on that planet for intelligent life to eventually develop, but just as of right now, in our, like, cosmic understanding, we're probably it. That's what I think.
1: That's interesting. Okay, I think I understand what you were getting at in those text messages we were sharing (laughs) back, like,
0: Oh, God, when was that? That was a long time ago
1: that was that was i think that was back in 2016 um yeah well yeah and i i was you know i well, i remember those because i was like you know i was like geez, crystals putting forward this like thing that were the at, at least the only intelligent um species and i'm like Gosh, that's an awfully human-centric like perspective. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think of that from Crystal. Um, but uh, no, I, I, I see what what your reasoning is now. Like you're like you're kind of you're kind of putting forward the the, the proposition that we're actually like one of the first ones, right?
0: Yeah, or or that if there is intelligent life, it's so far away. And, it, right. and it's somewhere in its development where either it can't communicate beyond its planet. But it, we'd still call it intelligent.
1: Yeah. Well, that, but it can't,
0: that's... like, transmit out far enough. Which is right. which is more or less where we're at right now, right? We're transmitting pretty far, but we're, like, not far enough. Well, yeah, so I have... think we're just kind of maybe missing each other. Or they're just not, you know, maybe they're still, like,
1: in well, how far, Mesopotamia
0: how... times, you know? So,
1: how, yeah, how far is our stuff transmitted?
0: Um, I'm gonna maybe study the study page has something for me.
1: Okay. Cause, yeah, cause I mean, my, my sort of feeling on this was that there's other species out there that are intelligent. You know, they're doing whatever they're doing at whatever level they're at. Like, you know, maybe there's like some sort of like weird, like, you know, tripetal orange alien with like sort of red, a red um, elongated red uh, uh, visor eye across its face. And maybe, and maybe like two of those aliens right now are having their own sort of Skype conversation <laughs> <laughs> somewhere on the opposite end of the universe speculating about this stuff. Well, uh, but yes, but, but, but I do kind of like, I, I feel that, like, my, my intuition is that there's intelligent alien life, but that it's it's really scattered. You know, it's not like it's not like in Star Trek where, like, okay, you've you re- you, you reached warp and, you know, after a couple of years, you're going to start running into all sorts of other aliens and da-da-da-da-da. No, like, I mean, I, I don't, you know, like, I, I would imagine, like, you know, if there's other intelligent uh, life out in just our galaxy, you know, there's probably not that many out there. Uh, that like, you know, it's like, like, and, you know, and the thing is, is just we're all really far away from each other. And, you know, we're just not going to be hearing each other for a long time.
0: I I think that's the most likely scenario, but um, to answer your question about how far we transmitted out, I suppose, however many, um, so whenever the first radio signals started getting broadcast, and I don't know what that is and Wikipedia is not telling me, whenever the first radio signals were start sort of being broadcasted off the planet. Okay. It was, it that was it. Right. So it's however far those have gone into space.
1: So, so not even a century worth of, of travel.
0: Ba- yeah, barely. Yeah. So, so that's e- 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 not ed- ed- Edgar Bergman.
1: Yeah. Edgar Bergman is now just reaching like, the, the very, very local stuff.
0: Um, there was also, there was a SETI attempt Um. in 1974. A largely symbolic attempt was made at the Arecibo Observatory to send a message to other worlds known as the Arecibo message. It was sent towards the globular cluster M13, which is 25,000 light years from Earth. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't, that thing sent in 1974 wouldn't even have, barely reached where they sent it to at this point
1: oh okay so we're all just oh.
0: gonna be fucking dust <laughs> by the time anyone hears anything um so i was thinking we could wrap this up and i wanted to talk about unless you had something else to add i wanted to talk about um dan Aykroyd unplugged on ufos uh
1: well okay yeah we we do need to get to that because that's obviously really really important
0: it's so important um like culturally and to this topic and
1: everything else well well, what was i gonna say uh i thought i was gonna say something about something or ever um alien oh well you know gosh i mean you're you know the thing is is your proposition what it reminds me of is like you know how in several different sci-fi series or, or whatnot like they often make allusions to like really ancient alien species that aren't around anymore that were like okay. way more of it. Like, so basically, uh, sadly that that might end up being us then. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yep. Okay. We, uh, we get to be the ancient ones. That's, I, I feel sorry for all those species that come after us. <laughs> Oh, you're, man. You're, you will have marveled at our accomplishments. Uh, it, your marvelment will be misplaced, uh, future aliens, just so you know.
0: Yeah, I, I, I just don't really see us turning the ship around at this point. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's so depressing, but I'm just like, it's too much plastic, man. It's just too much. We're never going to get rid of all this plastic. We'll
1: just... No, we'll just shoot it into space.
0: Uh, I used to think about... as. A child, why don't we just shoot our garbage into space? Like most of it would burn up in the atmosphere anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, never mind. Yeah, the the the, the cost involved would just <laughs> would be so so yeah. ridiculously. I mean, yeah. well, I, eventually, if they do the uh, what was it, the um
0: uh, the hyperloop, is that we or the it, el- space elevator?
1: Space elevator, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, just I think that's a really great way to just get rid of all of our garbage. Is just incinerate it in the atmosphere.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, that, there can be won't...
0: there can't be any possible repercussions from that, right?
1: Well, no more so than we're already suffering. Oh, right? Oh
0: God, what have we done?
1: Uh, dear future space species out there, do not do not emulate us, please.
0: But that's do the not. thing, Robbie. We can't tell them not to because they're going to blow themselves up before they ever get over here.
1: God damn it! Ah. Uh... It's, all, it's okay. all
0: futile. We're just...
1: Let's talk... Let's
0: talk I, you
1: want I to talk about Dan Aykroyd's documentary now? Yeah, let's, let's talk about Dan
0: Aykroyd. Okay, I... You guys, there is a... <laughs> and I have watched all of it. Uh, <laughs> there is a documentary. It is available on oh. YouTube for free. And it is called Dan Aykroyd Unplugged on UFOs. It was released <laughs> in 2012.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen it I'm just laughing just because
0: <laughs> Continue Have, You haven't seen it? No Well maybe you should watch it tonight
1: I guess I should
0: um, So basically here's the idea Dan Aykroyd thinks aliens are real And they've mm-hmm. been here And there's a government cover up I, w- I would say he's a classic uh, UFO Men in black conspiracist yeah very very much of the x-files variety mm-hmm. um but basically the whole the whole thing is uh, some guy in canada i think got a hold of dan Aykroyd and was like hey do you want to talk to me about ufos and so it's just this guy asking dan Aykroyd questions about ufos while dan Aykroyd chain smokes <laughs> <laughs> it's the whole thing
1: that isn't that just like dan Aykroyd's usual saturday night yeah, totally. anyway well i can see yeah. i can
0: see i can see why dan Aykroyd signed up for this because he was like no sweat off my back i'll just right. i'll tell you whatever i think but it really raises the question was was that what's going on with Coneheads? hats did you think that was real
1: oh that that like that dan Aykroyd was was secretly putting like what he speculated to be the case with aliens Mm -hmm. into the conehead sketch. Mm Uh, you know, actually I can totally, I can totally believe that crystal. And you know why I can totally believe that? Because, uh, when I was searching on YouTube for crazy Dan Aykroyd stuff,
0: go ahead and tell me, sorry, I didn't respond to your
1: question. (laughs) it's okay i i i, I interpret not non-response as as um consent which i probably shouldn't do but uh... no
0: that's a fucking terrible idea <laughs> <laughs> it, well it's not it's, it's,
1: it's not it's nineteen. it's 1978 still right <laughs> oh
0: yeah i mean we're talking about dan ackroyd so it must be
1: yeah uh... <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, this is wild. Um yeah. anyway, uh, I'm sorry what were
1: you saying? Uh, yeah. You can believe
0: um, Dan Aykroyd because
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no. I can totally believe your Dan Aykroyd is using his conehead's sketches and then movie to uh uh um uh proliferate his ideas about aliens uh and that he f- believes it's real. That I can totally get on board and and agree with you on that, Crystal. And do you know know why? Why? Well, okay. When I was searching YouTube for, like, crazy Dan Aykroyd shit one night.
0: Uh Uh-huh. As you do.
1: Yeah. um, I I came across, actually, it was a clip from some online program. I can't remember which one. I, I watched so many. But, um, uh, the... Did you just send me yeah, something? Yeah, I just
0: sent you the link to the documentary oh, so you can watch okay. it
1: at some point. Oh, all right. Uh, okay. Sorry. I, I I I just let us attract. Um, some some online program where they were talking about Dan Aykroyd and and Ghostbusters, and one guy was like telling the other about having watched a Dan Aykroyd interview from the eighties mm-hmm. where they're asking him about the movie, go, you know, it was part of a general ghostbusters promotional thing. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, where'd he get movie and, da, 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 and <clears throat> how, how long do you work on it? Da, da. But one of the questions was like, it was just something, I guess, like, are you going to let your kids watch the movie? And Dan Aykroyd's <laughs> response, apparently like he was really quiet and he was like, well, I've thought about this really carefully. And I, I decided that uh, I did decide to allow them to watch the film uh, because I felt it was very important that they see it. And after they watched it, they asked me if what happened in the movie was real. And I, I decided they needed to know the truth. So I told them, yes, this is real.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know what I want is I want to I want to follow up documentary of Dan Aykroyd's adult children talking to us about this situation, (laughs) what
1: it was like to grow up in the Dan Aykroyd household.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah. You know, I I mean, I, I mostly
0: I think it probably fucking ruled.
1: But yeah, like, I, I I think it, in the aggregate... Probably,
0: like, the ghost and alien stuff got old after a while.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. It, it was basically, like... Do you remember um, in grad school, um, Brandon... Yeah, he was telling me this story once about having a professor or, or someone who was really enamored with the Civil War. And he took his children, like, every summer. They, like, spent, like, three months visiting, you know... a a slew of civil war battlefields and stuff. And so eventually, by the time his children uh, had grown up and left the household, they hated the Civil War <laughs> with a burning passion. Yeah. So yeah. I kind of have a feeling it, it's similar to that. Like, you know, the like you say, growing up in the Ackroyd household probably ruled, you know, it probably was a perfectly fine family to grow up with, da da da, da. But yeah, the, the kids probably don't want to hear anything involving ghosts or aliens.
0: It would be really funny... If like one of them grew up to be like a <laughs> like a like a real scientist,
1: <laughs> right, right, and just with an and
0: totally rejects everything. It's e, it would be e like Trump? having a dad or a family member, as many of us do, <laughs> who has a really different political opinion than your own. Yeah, and and it's just like there's some certain things you don't bring up at Thanksgiving. And probably right. at the Aykroyd household, it's like, you don't talk about ghosts, you don't talk about aliens, you don't talk about government conspiracies. What well, You know what? Why don't we just say goodbye and then I'll tell you the thing. All right. We'll just end this, because we're already at 42 minutes.
1: Yeah. Well, um, uh, how do we say goodbye in the minisodes?
0: Um, we just say bye, because it's not really about Unsolved Mysteries.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true.
0: Do you want to say goodbye in alien language?
1: Oh God, uh, do I know goodbye in a- alien languages? Um, I don't know what goodbye is in Klingon. Uh, I know, I know, uh, kapla is uh, what success, victory, kapla.
0: Um, and I believe more signed in and out with nanu nanu, so that's how I'll sign out. Take a look at the Oh man Feeding up the wrong guy Oh man, wonder if you'll ever know Who's in the best shallow Is there life